0: So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD.
1: Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.
0: and scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Hey everybody, this is Quick Hit. We are looking at all three nights of Charleston and we are with Jed who is a, a listener and a, a Twitter follower and Maybe one of the furthest traveled to get to the Charleston shows. How you doing, Jed?
1: I'm doing great, RJ. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so so tell us uh, tell us where are you from? How do you get there? And, and how you ended up in uh, Charleston for the weekend?
1: Yeah, I um, well, I live in Anchorage, Alaska, and uh, you know every every time they release tour dates, I uh, I just throw in for a couple of uh, tickets by mail lottery orders. And I happened to hit on Charleston, and um, there's really kind of no better time of year to be escaping from the cold, dark winters in Alaska than, than, uh, than now, and coming down to Charleston seemed like a, a pretty good prospect. So I hit on the three tickets, and uh, pretty psyched of here, and I'm uh, just really grateful for the, the opportunity.
0: That's really cool. And you um you come down by yourself or do you get a crew together from Alaska?
1: I I came down by myself. Uh I couldn't talk my wife into coming down for, for three nights, but she was gracious enough to let me come. Cool. Um yeah, she's good like that.
0: <laughs> awesome. Did you get I saw a lot of people posting just about the food and the kind of scene in Charleston. Did you get to do some exploring, kind of see what the city had to offer?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Had uh had a couple of great experiences. I ate some some brisket at Lewis Barbecue, which was amazing. Uh, on Saturday, I went to a bar called Prohibition for brunch and uh, got to check out a mandolin player there, a guy by the name of Daniel Patrick. He has a podcast called Mandolins and Beer, if there's any oh, mandolin yeah. nerds out there. Cool. Check that out.
0: So, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, and I'm going
1: to try to hit up hit up uh leon's fried chicken before i leave my flight to
0: five so okay well you don't have my face yeah i was gonna say you don't have much time so let's get into some of the shows here um so friday night uh you go in and, and i assume that the at least what i saw the the venue was crowded and people were psyched to be there seems like it was probably a pretty pretty good scene to walk into
1: yeah, it was. I, I walked around a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of people looking for tickets. Uh, I met up with a friend of mine who lives in New Mexico. He came out to the shows. He came out to Charleston to see family, but he didn't have any tickets. And uh, someone miracled him a ticket uh, right before the show. So he got to get in, uh, which was a pretty, pretty wonderful feeling. Uh, Amazing. But yeah, it was a good, good scene out front. And uh, we just we were just psyched to be inside.
0: Cool. So the first set, uh, both sets, I think the first night had a ton of songs, but but I thought some good good moments in there. What what were some of your takeaways from night one?
1: Uh, definitely in in set one, the divided sky, uh, sloth and Bowie. You know, three uh, three you know songs with a lot of changes. Strawberry Letter Twenty Two as well is like you know a lot of changes, a lot of words in those songs and. Um, it just they ripped rip that divided sky really from set 1 was was amazing um, set 2 obviously uh, probably don't need to tell anyone this but that sense and subtle sounds into no quarter was uh, was a pretty sweet uh, really,
0: highlight really great jam the um in set 1 there was we we sort of like you said those highlights for you and there were probably maybe sixteen songs in the first set if you count "Horse" and "Silence" separately, and and all that. There is a there's a pretty well well jammed out "Destiny Unbound" there, which is cool. But um, I just wanted to throw that out there. But the sense into no quarter seems like that was sort of the highlight of the show. Is that what people were talking about afterwards as well?
1: Yeah, it seemed like it. Um, just kind of overhearing people on the way back to the to the car after the show. I haven't been uh, reading a ton of reviews uh, yet. And I haven't gone back to listen to any, any of it yet. But, uh, yeah, it seemed like the, the Sentence and Subtle Sounds was, uh, was the highlight. Destiny Unbound, always a welcome kind of rarity. Uh, I was fortunate enough to catch that show at, at Fenway, uh, back in 2009. Oh yeah. Uh, when it was really cool. still pretty rare, but, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm, I'm all about these days kind of catching songs I've never seen before. And, you know, I was chasing that, uh, that 300 song unique songs uh, stat going into this run and uh, managed to blow that out of the water. I, I came in with 289 and I I ended the run with uh, 311.
0: Oh, nice! That's awesome. So you were yeah, and and I think that Fish was on a on on their way to some sort of record or at least the top couple um, bands for playing the most original songs. I on Saturday night I was talking to um, Amar and uh who who does the anatomy of a jam series and he i think he said that umphreys had the single um year record for the most original songs but the fish was second and i'm not sure if saturday or sunday surpassed that but i'm glad you got you got your uh your record there yeah
1: it makes it, it makes it seem kind <laughs> of arbitrary after the fact but uh i'm gonna keep going
0: <laughs> did you were you surprised at all by that like that limb by limb that sort of went type two and kind of unfinished there toward the end of the second set because I feel like if they start playing limb by limb in the second set you maybe think it's like sort of the beginning of the end of the show you know what I mean
1: right right I mean there were there were definitely moments all over the weekend where you're like okay maybe they'll close it out with this one I did have in my notes that they had a nice uh limb by limb jam in that in that second set um Always, uh, always a welcome tune. You. you know, I'm I'm the kind of guy that's like I'm not going to ever complain about what they play. I, I don't I don't care. I mean, there were people leaving for the bathroom or leaving to get beers in the middle of the set. I didn't miss a note.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, what about what about night two? Because I do. I will say we have to acknowledge that there are always going to be people on the internet who didn't, you know, who didn't have as good of a time as, or they didn't, you know, didn't think the band played as well, or they didn't get the songs they want or all all sorts of things. But there are a lot of people like you, I think, who are like, you just go and you're, you feel grateful to be able to go and you, you know, have fun when you're there. So let's talk about night two, because that was maybe the strongest of the three um, from a lot of perspectives. But what do you think? And starting with that Fluffhead opener?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, insane that they played in set one. Fluffhead, Reba, and Gaiuti. I mean, yeah. it, <laughs> it's like those are like three impossible songs. Um, you know how many how many different parts to each of those songs are there? It's crazy. The Gaiuti, you know, like that's a that's a really hard song, and they they haven't nailed that in a long time. But this was you know almost as, as close to as good as it'll get, and it was a great. A great jam, you know, and that thing finally busts open at the end. It's, uh, you know, the energy in that, in that arena was just palpable, you know, it was, it was just off the hook. So yeah, uh, you know, a short jam in, in Reba, but you know, it's first set, what do you expect? And, and the, um, composed sections were, you know, were pretty good. Like I said, I haven't gone back and listened yet, but, uh, uh you know, I didn't, I didn't catch a ton of flubs in that. I'm sure there, there might've been a few. um, I'll move on to step two. Yeah, and I will say. For
0: me. I, I just want to say, Jed. I, oh, go ahead. I, I was I was watching the stream and I, I thought that Fluffhead, Reba, and Gaiuti were all really well practiced. Like I didn't I didn't hear a lot of flubs either. I don't really listen for flubs, but you know the egregious ones jump out at you. But I thought that all three of those composed parts were like really well well practiced and well performed. So I agree with you.
1: And I yeah, and I mean I would almost rather go to a show where the composed and practice sections are better and there's less jamming to be honest, but, um, you know, to each their own.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so, so set two here, this is a, this is a real monster, um, a lot going on there. What were your kind of takeaways?
1: There was a, there was a ton going on, you know, all the, all the crazy little drummer boy stuff, uh, that they were trying to throw in there. Um, the thing that really hooked me on set, two was the jam the out of Split Open and Melt uh, really just seemed to kind of, you know, it didn't take them very long to just kind of go, go somewhere else. And it's, like my impression, I was kind of watching from behind the stage that night. And I, um, at one point I was like, man, did they get, did they get lost on this jam? Are they going to be able to find their way back in close this <laughs> up?
0: It's always a and, good sign.
1: Yeah, and like sure enough, they they went back into crossfire and tailless, and uh, I was just sort of like in my own head thinking, oh man, I wonder if they they did that because they couldn't figure out how to get back into the split open and melt jam. But uh, you know, those guys know what they're doing. That's um, funny though, and, uh, and, that and sometimes was just like a totally a, yeah, fun way to. So- yeah, Fun way way Meander through that set for sure.
0: I'm sure that plenty of people in the crowd were also lost as to what jam it was. That's how you know it's a good show, you know, where you're like, "Wait, what what song is this again?" Um, yeah, weren't you they know. Playing something else? Weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but it is cool they went into the crossside and the crossside was, you know, had a good good segment and then back in to split up and melt, which they've been they've been doing that a lot recently in terms of finishing songs or finishing, you know, songs after jams. Um but that, that cross side was, I think, like 12 or so minutes, you know? And then, but that was, the, I guess that was the first one, right? Because then they went back into it after Split, it yeah, and split yeah. Open ML. So that was the second time they played cross side.
1: Yeah, which is just kind of like the theme for, for this tour. It seemed like with the
0: kind of yeah.
1: plasma jams and <laughs> uh, was that in Providence and um, yeah just fun band you know it's what, they always keep you on your toes and what what do you think about some something crazy?
0: what do you think about those last three songs like I know that you know some people look at these you know the last few songs as like life beyond the dream Wilson squirming coil i when I was watching I thought it was it seemed fine but did it take any of the energy out of the room or were people still engaged throughout the end
1: uh you know I can't speak for anyone else but i was I was hanging on every note and you know one of my favorite parts of any fish show the outro to squirming coil I just yeah. think that that's so such a poignant way how they all kind of leave the stage each individually and, and leave him to, to kind of you know have his moment out there I think that's always pretty special and doesn't, doesn't seem to take the energy away from me um, I loved it and uh, yeah the Life Beyond the Dream was new song for me I hadn't caught any of the Ghosts of the Forest uh, in any shows before so uh, always happy to see a new song and then, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was a cool. great way to end it. And then uh just a cool encore. I mean, I've seen grind before and Frankenstein was page on the guitar. I think I've seen him play it, but not him on the guitar, So that was kind of fun.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. And that was a good, good way to end it. And then going into the Sunday show, never miss a Sunday show, as they say. And uh, you got to see all three, which is really cool. Um, was the, did it seem more, um, energetic last night than, than the previous couple nights?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean the arena definitely. Each each night, the arena seemed to uh, fill up a lot faster. Um, I I always get in somewhat early. I don't go in right at doors, but I I went in somewhat early, and it seemed like every night. I mean, and by Sunday night, I think at seven o'clock, it was like already pretty packed in there. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think the energy was still was still pretty high. Um, There wasn't. I felt like on Friday, the crowd was kind of roaring for them to come out. Uh, and on Saturday or Sunday, it was, uh, slightly muted, but I, I just, I think the energy was still, you know, pretty top notch. I think expectations were high for sure.
0: And they, they opened with a song, Sigma Oasis, which hasn't been played uh, by Fish. I think Trey had played it, um, in a solo show, but I know it's, it's, it's a song that Tom, uh, was really excited about. And how was that received in the room?
1: I, I dug it. I was, you know, as soon as they started playing it, I was like, Oh, they've never played this before. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that it was, uh, it had been played, uh, on Trey acoustic tour. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to, to kind of hearing that song again and kind of listening to the lyrics, you know, a lot of these, these songs are, um, got some really interesting lyrics to them now. I think that's a result of just kind of the band maturing, Tom maturing and Trey maturing all of them. Um, just kind of living, living a life. And so, uh, look forward to unpacking some of those lyrics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot going on in that one. And what, what were some of the other highlights you had from, uh, from the first set of last night?
1: Oh man, there's, there were a lot again, cause it's a pretty like heavy, you know, songsy first yeah. set. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, a ton. going back and looking at it, looking at it now. Um, certainly the, the curtain, um, everyone wonders as soon as they start playing it, are they gonna are they gonna end it with wit, the width part? Um, but they went so it seemed to me like they went so smoothly into Mound, which is such a crazy, weird tempo to start. Yeah, you know, that song is is just like your mind has got you got to be using like both sides of your brain to kind of keep track of the timing on that song. <laughs> and so it was a smooth smooth transition into Mound. Um, love brian and robert it's just such a good cool down song um there were i I feel like there were some people kind of kind of muttering about crazy sometimes but i you know was watching mike and watching fish uh really kind of get into the groove and you know again sometimes we we project our own um sort of thoughts on the band and and my impression at that time was like oh mike doesn't Mike and Fish don't want to stop jamming on this song, um, and, and they had just had a really cool groove going during "Crazy." Sometimes, so, um, but it seemed like seemed like Trey had kind of had enough, and then uh, went right into "Frost," which is just a you know such a beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, probably one of my my favorite ballads of his of recent years for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a um, really good one. I th- I really like that. I really like that song too, and that the. Uh, one of the, one of the kind of, yeah, ballads that along with, um, I guess there's a couple that, that have, that have been written in the past few years, but, um, I feel like this and shade are like two of the, two of the representatives of the new, new ballads, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: And then you gotta, um, you gotta, have you, you'd seen alumni blues letter to Jimmy page before? Never
1: seen had never seen alumni blues. Oh, Jimmy cool. Page, so that was awesome. That was awesome. You know, uh, maybe missed a note or two during jimmy page but you know it's a a five minute song who cares it's uh (laughs) it's a great funky weird uh almost like interlude and then um you know to go after alumni you're like okay maybe they'll play one more song and they go into it's ice uh which just has you know that that song more often than not just has some kind of a dark weird funky spacey jam in it um and you're like, Well, I don't know, are they gonna end it with that? And of course, Walls of the Cave, which is just a, a barn burner every time, I feel like. It really um, is. Just really killed it really killed Great it.
0: great placement as a as a set closer. I feel like that's where it lives and that's that's a good place to be.
1: It, yeah. And man, Peroda was just like on his A game all weekend for sure. Uh I had some great views of the lights. Um particularly the views behind the stage were just incredible, you know, lighting up all the all the people, their faces, uh, just really add such a, such a cool backdrop. Um, yeah, I mean, That's he really cool. is fifth member of that band for sure.
0: Yeah. And he had some time to kind of work it out over the course of the tour. So you got to see right at the, at the end when it's probably at its peak. Yeah. Yeah. So set two, uh, last, last set of the weekend, what would you think?
1: Yeah. You know, set two, I mean, typically these, I've done a couple of, three night runs in my, in my day, and, you know, by night three and set two, you're just kind of like, Oh man, <laughs> am I going to make it? Yeah. Um, you know, it was, uh, after midnight, you know, could, didn't, didn't expect that. Don't know who did. It's uh yeah. an interesting stat of mine is I've caught over half the after midnight's, uh, Oh uh, wow. kind of a funny, funny thing. Yeah. Um, last,
0: last played Dick's 2015 and only, I guess that was the eighth time total. So, so you're you're in good company.
1: Yeah, yeah. Saw saw it at Dicks. Saw it at the the Gorge. I think in 2013 when JJ Kale passed away, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, of course saw it at Big Cypress. So awesome. Um, some pretty like epic moments for them to play yeah. that song. Um, stealing time was great. Energy, you know, when they bust busted into energy, I see a lot of talk on. At about how everyone wants them to play energy and so as soon as they started playing it it seemed like the crowd response was again kind of muted and it's like you people want energy and you're there playing <laughs> it why aren't you cheering um, it's not my favorite song and it's not my favorite cover song that's for sure but it had a really great jam uh, coming out of it uh, and I think just it was a great great kind of jumping off point so um, i have softened to that song for sure um right before the second set started my my neighbor in in my section turned to me and he's like yeah they're gonna play soul planet which isn't my favorite song but i know that they're just gonna have a really awesome jam <laughs> and uh as soon as they as soon as they started playing it i look over to him and he just kind of gives me the nod and yeah. uh yeah it's just fun when you can connect with people over that and you know th- just make these like wild predictions and stuff. It's just something yeah, that some really th- kind of bind, binds our community. Together, yeah, totally.
0: So. That's awesome. And it was a pretty good, good version. It was like twelve minutes of a good, good jam. I mean, that that song has a good, it has like a good track record. You know, it'll get out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I don't understand people complaining about Soul Planet. It's a great <laughs> song.
0: <laughs> and into wingsuit, which I to me is like a beautiful song i I would never never be sad to hear that song
1: yeah the way that thing builds is just so so powerful i think there were a couple of couple of missed notes uh leading into it but you know once they once they got going with that thing the way that that thing builds and just the the explosive energy that they can release into that into that room was just oh man it just kind of you know blows you away um yeah it was a great great song i love when you do uh, always wanted it this way um you know kind of a page page electronic dance dance tune um yeah, did that get, did that that keep
0: did that get people kind of back back up after wingsuit because yeah. it is a pretty pretty high energy song
1: yeah 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 i'm definitely looking forward to to going back and, and blasting that one um seems like they had some some good groups i don't know if it, it quite peaked out uh the way wingsuit did or the way some of their other you know kind of micro jams do but uh, again i'll have to go back and and check that out
0: always yes. love
1: petrichor always See, love petrichor such a beautiful I,
0: I love it too it's it's it based on my uh reading through twitter it definitely is the got the least or the most amount of you know polarizing comments on on both sides but <laughs> To me, like I, I think it's a great song. I think they can play it any show I'm at. It's fine, and I think it's a beautiful. Like I don't view it as a long, like boring song. I think there's so many different segments. It's they're clearly into it, and I mean I just think it's a really well put together song. But you know, there are people who do not like that. But but you and I are on the same page there.
1: Right on, right on, man. Um, did did did, did yeah, you see could...
0: did you see people reacting that way in the in the crowd, or were people there? pretty into it
1: yeah you know i mean a lot of i think a lot of the folks maybe similar to me um were were just tired at the end of a three-night run and and there were a lot of people around me kind of sitting down they were sitting down for some of the other slow tunes as well but uh you know hey everyone enjoys their their shows or everyone does their shows the way they're gonna do it i uh, i was on my feet for like i said for every note um and i just i really appreciate that song a lot um and Yeah, I didn't didn't give too many thoughts to the the other people around me and whether or not they were uh, into it or not. Uh, But by the time they busted into the opening notes of Boogie on Reggae World and everyone was like back on their feet and just like bouncing around again. And I think kind of probably like, oh, okay, they're going to close the set with this. You know, just like really kind of blast it. And, uh, you know, had a nice little dance party. Um, and then, wow, they went into Rise and Come Together, which is just a cool, just a really sort of emotionally good, feel-good song. I, I think it's similar to More, you know, with just really sort of poignant lyrics that speak to a kind of a fraught time that we're living in. And um, I don't know, those lyrics really just, just sort of speak to me. And it's happy to see them close out the set with a, an uplifting song like that.
0: Wow. That's cool. And and the what? Five song encore there? No, four, I guess. Pebbles and Marbles, Sea of Stars, four, Isabella yeah, and then like the Chuck Dust reprise. Yeah. And was that, how did, how did that uh, land with you that whole encore?
1: Oh, well, you know, three songs I'd never heard before or seen before, Pebbles and Marbles, Beneath the Sea of Stars and and the Chuck Dust reprise like, you know, I I think everyone just kind of, you know, were blown away by that that shocked dust which was, you know again one of those those sort of nods nods that the band gives us you know kind of like we're in on the joke um you know they'll bust out something that no one would ever expect i love pebbles and marbles i think that's such a cool song round room is my favorite studio album so i was, I was psyched to hear that and then cool. um, beneath the sea of stars is uh again that goes to the forest album Uh, has a special place in my heart. It kind of hit me at a a time when I needed to hear it. And so all those songs are, um, you know, just wonderful to hear. is a rager. Um, uh, Last time I had seen that was at one of the Baker's Dozen shows. Uh, So that was was psyched. But, yeah, I mean, I think that overall this run had, for me, everything I could have hoped for. Uh, Definitely did not disappoint. I'm going back home i'm going back to work completely exhausted uh my cup is empty but my heart is full
0: <laughs> i could not have i could not have said it better myself so thank you for taking taking the time to walk us through this and also we need to let you go so you can go eat one more amazing charleston meal before you get on your flight
1: yeah thanks man i, I really appreciate you giving me a giving me a call and it's uh, it's great to share my experience with you and I, i'm really a big fan of your show
0: Cool. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining us. Have a safe trip back to Alaska. Cool. Thanks, RJ. Thank you.